BCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And friends, thank you for joining us on Crosstalk today. Just over four months ago, Israel suffered a very barbaric attack by Hamas, an Islamic terrorist group that denies Israel the right to exist. Well, due to Hamas's planned genocide of Israel, Israel declared war against Hamas and has systematically been rooting out and eliminating the evildoers. Well, a dramatic rescue this past weekend freed a couple Israeli hostages, while many more still remain. Negotiations to release the rest of the hostages have fallen short. Meanwhile, just recently discovered a top-secret Hamas intelligence center right underneath the United Nations Palestinian Refugee Agency. And recently, President Biden said Israel's response in Gaza, he said, quote, it's over the top. Well, with news, information, and comment on the latest matters pertaining to Israel, we welcome back Dr. Jimmy DeYoung, Jr., speaker, writer, Mideast guide, a videographer, speaker on Prophecy Today, lived and worked in Jerusalem for many years, and a fully credentialed journalist. He has led numerous trips to Israel. Dr. Jimmy DeYoung, Jr., thank you for joining us here today on Crosstalk. Hey, it's great to be with you, Jim. Say, this war against Hamas is anything but a six-days war, uh, now over four months long, no let-up in sight. Uh, does that surprise you, or is this what you expected? No, I, uh, to tell you the truth, I, I think the resolve of the uh, state of Israel, the Israeli people, the government, the politicians, everyone involved, the military for sure, uh, the IDF, on uh, who's really, it was their watch, that all of this took place. I think we're seeing uh, a concentrated effort to finish the fight uh, against all of world opinion, even Israel's best friends, the United States of America, even against their uh, wishing to put, you know, to establish some sort of peace process to end and stop it right now. I think we see Prime Minister Netanyahu, who it's very important for him, He's got to finish this fight. He's got to wipe at least Hamas, that group. You're not going to finish the ideology of Hamas uh, because that runs not only from Hamas to mm-hmm. Hezbollah to Fatah to uh, ISIS to Muslim Brotherhood. That runs throughout all of the Middle East. But at least having those neighbors of Hamas and the Palestinian Authority next to them, they've got to finish that fight. Um, and, yeah, we'll get more into that response here as well, but a, a very troubling revelation came out just recently about UNRWA's involvement with Hamas. It's being reported that Hamas terrorists had this uh, the, the top-secret intelligence center underneath the U.N.'s Palestinian Refugee Agency, included an electrical room, industrial battery power banks, a living space for terrorists. I mean, this U.N. group denied having any knowledge of this, but this revealed dark secret in my opinion, uh, Brother Jimmy, is is rather outrageous. Yes. You know, we used to have a phrase, uh, and, you know, after spending almost 40 years in the Middle East working, starting in 1984, um, we had a phrase amongst all journalists, uh, expats or, uh, of Americans that lived there, that worked in the land. Of course, my father and my mother lived there for almost 20 years in a place called Gilo, uh, we had a lot of experience of seeing the United Nations involved in that area. Uh, their vehicles had UN written on the side of the vehicles. We always used to joke that what that stood for was not the United Nations, but unnecessary. Hmm. Right? So yeah. that was the the thought process because the United Nations, which President Trump wanted to take away their funding, but we have given them, the United States has really propped them up to being to bring all the nations of the world together to be united. But yet we're seeing that they have been anti-Semitic and their thought process from the very beginning, continuing on through the years in their input in the Middle East, propping up the Palestinian Authority, beginning first with Yasser Arafat and then uh, Mahmoud Abbas, uh, as he went in, all the monies that the uh, nations of the world gave in good faith to the, you know, 
persecuted Palestinian people, the Arabs that lived in areas of Jericho, Bethlehem, uh, that people would know those names, of course, the Gaza Strip. Um, all that money that was given most of the time went into the, to the pockets of these Arab leaders. And then, you know, now we're finding out, which we knew, Israel knew this. They tried to bring it to light. But uh, these tunnels, uh, all of them in Gaza, Hamas was using that as part of their infrastructure underneath those buildings. Not only those buildings, but hospitals, right? Right. Mosque, uh, that is a religious place for the Muslims, um, schools. And uh, yes, so this is uh, it's not surprising to all of us that have known about this. I do think what is surprising is the depth or the, the breadth of, and yes. the width of how much was underneath those schools. Yeah, and not just underneath necessarily, but, but sometimes we have these tunnels coming right up with, you know, escape routes coming right into these facilities. Yes, and that, and that was the... You know, so every time when they would fire against Israel, Israel knew because of their technology where the firing was coming from, and they could watch these men running back into these locations. I think the world is now being brought to light, Mm -hmm. brought in on this, and you're starting to see condemnation of the United Nations, um, their process, uh, whatever they knew or didn't know. I, I can't imagine that they didn't know. I know right. somebody knew in New York City at, at the United Nations headquarters there what was going on. They had to approve of it. I can't imagine that that was uh, totally, they were, the United Nations was caught off guard that this was what was happening. Yeah, and it's not just the tunneling either. It's, it's uh, let's point out just last month, I mean, Israel accused multiple relief and works agency staffers for participating in the October 7th massacre. Yeah, they had a double. They they would uh, by day they were a relief worker. By night they were a terrorist. Right, that's how it works. Same thing with uh, you know some of the journalists that were there. Uh, Israel has come under fire so many times, and this was what was the hard part. And again, let me just be clear, Jim. I'm not just taking the side of Israel just to take the side of you know of Israel. I'm not giving them a blank uh, you know check to do whatever they want to do in there. They have to be uh, humanitarians also. Uh, They're trying, and they would always send, for instance, when they would do a pre-bombing on an area, and uh, they would let the people know that in your building uh, there would be loudspeakers, they would drop leaflets, there was a lot of information. Please, anybody that is innocent, leave this area because we need to attack and we need to, you know, drop or destroy the terrorists that are inside the building. Uh, Israel tried to be as much as they could, but uh, with all of this is going on, the world used to condemn Israel and mm-hmm. still condemns in most, yeah. in some parts what Israel is doing, but Israel is trying to be very humanitarian in the process of not uh, the collateral, limiting the collateral right. damage, if you will. Uh, unlike, you know, there was no warning given to those in the Twin Towers from these Islamic groups indicating, hey, we're about ready to fly a plane into your building there. No, and it's no secret. Uh, Muslims, uh, Islams, and, and I, uh, again, I want to be careful, because, again, I'm not jump- lumping every Muslim. It's a false religion, I will say that, mm-hmm. uh, with a false leader that uh, established that religion and is taking people away from God. But when you look at what's taking place, they, they don't have a regard for life. They, uh, life is not important to them. Everybody is expendable. And, you know, when you propagate to your people that you're going to receive a reward of 72 virgins when you die, if you, if you die fighting an Islamic fight, Islamic jihad, uh, when you propagate that to your people and you you send children into and put them in harm's way, yeah, it, it's easy to see that um, Islamic, uh, ISIS, Muslim Brotherhood, Palestinian Authority, Hamas, any terrorist organization, even if you look back and you trace everything back to Iran, they have no regard for life. We're talking today with Dr. Jimmy DeYoung, Jr. from prophecytoday.com. 
Dr. Yang, it's not just, and as you were pointing out, it's not just the UN's involvement, but but just recently, you mentioned journalists. Just recently, an Al Jazeera journalist, Mohammed Wasa, I believe his name, has been accused by the Israeli Defense Forces being not just a journalist, but also a senior operative for the terrorist Hamas organization. Um, uh, a recovered laptop in northern Gaza showed pictures of the double life of this man that he what he was living. Yes. You know, um, it used to be in a civilized world, and I don't know in what uh, portion of civilization war uh, is absolutely needed. Now, I understand World War I, World War II, um, you know, the Korean War, uh, Vietnam, all of those, even our retribution uh, against those that brought down the Twin Towers, right? So, but used to be, Journalists were uh, were at least a profession, and you and I are a part of that field, right? We I served there. I worked in the first Israeli-Lebanon conflict. Uh, we were all we've all been involved in this. We like to think that we're non-biased, but there's no non-biased journalists, right? They always have a bias. Right. But nowadays, we see that this profession that uh, used to be honored, uh, that at least in the Islamic world, uh, those those that want to hide behind. And it's not just just for journalists, Jim. Doctors, doctors had double lives, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, nurses and uh, businessmen. They all had double lives. Uh, by day, they would do this. By night, they were a terrorist. My, uh, tell us about the hostage or the uh, hostage rescue from this past weekend. Uh, pretty dramatic, wasn't it? Oh man, you talk about a shot in the arm for the Jewish people. So they're waiting. And, and you and I have talked about this, and I know that you have talked to other leaders and, and ministries that are involved with Israel. But, um, you know, since October 7th, a large part of the nation has sat at these funerals. And when Israel, when a, a Jewish person person sits Sheva, that means they sit seven days uh, mourning with a family that has a member that has passed away. Now, not only did they go through that process on October 7th with almost 1,200 Jews that were killed at that point. But uh, the IDF soldiers, both male and female, that have passed away in the fighting in the Gaza Strip, almost up to 235 of those soldiers that have been killed fighting this door-to-door battle as they go through the Gaza Strip and these areas, trying to figure out all the areas that were booby-trapped. So Israel has been sitting through weeks and weeks and weeks of families that are mourning, losing their sons and daughters to this battle. So when the rescue of these two hostages took place, it was phenomenal. I watched uh, the footage of these two men being put into the helicopter, and I could hear all the Hebrew and, and you know, the beats and the sounds of the security uh, 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 walkie-talkies that were going on and all the communication. We've got two, we've got two, they're coming out alive, you know, uh, tracking them as they as the helicopter landed in the Gaza Strip, picked them up and took them to a hospital. They were so excited about that process, and what a shot in the arm for the people of Israel to continue this fight. Friends, we're going to continue uh, discussing the rescue of hostages and also the present situation uh, in Israel and uh, in Gaza. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Our guest today, Dr. Jimmy DeYoung, Jr. from prophecytoday.com. We'll be right back. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, geologist and president of the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, fossils are found in some pretty strange places sometimes, aren't they? Yes, indeed they are, Chris. Usually they're found entombed in sedimentary rock, which originally was sediments that were laid down by moving water. But since then, it's hardened into stone, allowing the dead things to harden into fossils. But sometimes the fossils are found in truly weird areas. In a place in Britain, mud continually bubbles up out of an underground spring. It's not just water, it's mud. But with the mud often pops up a fossil. It might be a clam or a brachiopod, but it's in a pristine state of preservation. This is weird. But one thing I know is that it fits nicely within the general picture of the great flood of Noah's day, the one that's mentioned back in Genesis. To discover more facts that support your faith, visit us on the web at www.icr.org. That's www.icr.org.
You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America with an update on Israel's war against Hamas. Dr. Jimmy DeYoung Jr. is with us here today on the broadcast. Dr. DeYoung, we're talking about this, uh, the, the rescue that happened this past weekend and uh, it being unfolded. Uh, two two uh, were, were, were rescued and I know hospitalized. They've been released now from the hospital. But even from other hostages, I mean, their treatment, uh, just horrendous in the hands of Hamas. I, I know for a number of women, sexual abuse was rampant in that regard. Uh, what do we know about the squalid situations of the hostages? Uh, it's deplorable, Jim. And when you... Uh this happens a lot. Uh, again, we talked. We, we, I refer back to when we talked about, you know, no regard for life. Um, so they keep people. They they do take advantage of them, uh, both sexually, mentally. It's a psychological war for these people. And we're still talking. There is a young baby that is that was kidnapped on that day of October 7th that is still being held as a hostage. Uh, there was a baby that was delivered by uh, a woman that was pregnant that is still being held. So, you know, when you see these things and when we when they come upon the areas where they know the hostages were at one point held, when they look at that, they're nothing more than cages. And they're just, uh, uh, usually they have no water, no food. Um, they're held in complete darkness, nothing to keep them warm yeah. in those cold, dark tunnels underneath the ground. Uh, and, and I can't even imagine being a hostage in that yeah. situation, not knowing how long it's going to be, how many days you have to prepare yourself to deal with this over and over. You don't even know the time of day it is. You don't right. know night. Uh, or daytime, um, you just lose track of all of that, and the stories of them coming out. What the what a lot of the females went through, a lot of the males went through. These two elderly gentlemen that came out, you know, they have a little bit more resolve. Uh, they understand war. They've seen it. These were Israeli men that had been at war. So you know, when they were rescued, um, they were just like they were very thankful to be out of, the, of those conditions. And um, it's something that even the Red Cross, even any of the agreements that have been made between countries of the world on how to treat uh, prisoners of war, although these are not prisoners of war, these are hostages that right. were kidnapped. Uh, so, you know, they can't even uh, verify that hospital uh, and medicines that some of these people need to survive to live uh, is getting to some of the hostages. Yeah, and I, I saw CBN has been doing a lot of coverage on this as well and, and saw the video footage of them going into the tunnels. The Israeli Defense Force uh, senior uh, took them into the tunnels to show exactly an evidence of where hostages has been and then turning off all camera lights to see that darkness, complete mm-hmm. darkness, day after day after day that many hostages are forced to be living in. And, and it's something that affects uh, mental uh, c- c- health and and physical yeah. health is certainly at stake here. I'd like to share with you a quote that came from Representative Jamal Bowman. Now, he's the one that pulled that fire alarm in the congressional office building. It, mm-hmm. it appears to me he did that to stop a vote that he didn't agree with. But uh, he is critical of Israel's prime minister for doing uh, conducting this hostage rescue during the Super Bowl. I mean, here's what he said, quote, while we watched the Super Bowl, Netanyahu, la- Netanyahu launched a wave of attacks and killed innocent civilians in Rafah, a place where many refugees fled for relative safety, despite warnings from Biden. Netanyahu's government is unfit to lead anything and cannot receive support. What's your response to that statement? Well, uh, consider the source. That's the first thing that you always do. Who is saying it and why they're saying it? There is a narrative that, uh, and we've t- we've talked about those that have been involved, uh, whether it be, um, you know, AOC or any of those that are Muslim in their background, any of those that are anti-Semitic. Yes, um, it's a it's a source of information that they're trying to get out to people that believe it that and it's what's hard is you expect 
the left-leaning liberal portion of the world, those that are, that are not familiar with the Jewish people, are anti-Zionist, if you will, even uh, all kinds of people. But we have people in the church that are believing some of this, Jim, and that's the hard part. Like, you expect that. You expect those people that are followers of this gentleman, this congressman, this representative, you expect those people to, you know, they're eating out of his hand. But it's everybody else that sees this, and they don't know, they're not aware, they're not educated, mm-hmm. they're, um, un, uh, they lack knowledge on the situation that is taking place, and that is inside the church that are following these people, and then they start to condemn Israel. Yeah. And uh, I just, uh, I find it, it kind of reminds me, not that I was alive, Jim, I don't think you were either, but it kind of reminds me of Rome, you know, when... Uh, you know, ancient Rome, when the Caesars would uh, develop the Colosseums, right, the sporting events to keep yep. the people uh, distracted from really what is at hand politically, um, you know, physically and spiritually in the world around them, keep people entertained. And, uh, you know, when you start putting something as the Super Bowl up higher than life uh, and people around the world that are, you know, that are, are suffering, and it's not just Israel. I try to remind people, yes, we as believers, we're focusing on the Jewish people and what took place there because we know that God has a program for the Jewish people. But it's not just there. When you look at North Africa, when you look at areas uh, where Islam has gone into the the continent of of North Africa, uh, East Africa, West Africa, when you look at those areas where whole villages and churches are being wiped out, when you go to the Eastern European continent, when you look at uh, all these other areas, yeah, it's not just Israel that suffers during that point in time. Why not condemn the Muslims that are killing people in those areas of yeah, the world because yeah. they don't believe in Islam? Indeed. And as you were speaking, uh, friends, I just wrote an article, uh, uh, Brother Jimmy, called, uh, uh, it's entitled Bread and Circuses, and it's mm. uh, a Roman poet by the name of... Uh, uh, well, he goes by the name of Juvenal, but he said, give them bread and circuses and they will never revolt. In other words, if we keep people well fed and we give them, you know, entertainment, uh, mm-hmm. they will, they're not going to revolt. They'll do what we say. And, and, and so, yes, we are, we are being wooed by food and, and pleasures and entertainment in our society today. And that's exactly what we see, you know, unfolding here while these atrocities are taking place. Friends, if you want to read that article, it's going to come out on the next issue of Wisconsin Christian News, but we have it posted at vcy.org. Uh, we we uh, also, though, at the same time, you, we mentioned this congressman considered the source. We also heard from President Biden, who's, I, I don't know what to make at times, because sometimes he's really supportive of, of Israel, and other times uh, he just made a statement recently of Israel's response in Gaza, and he said, used the words, it's it's over the top. Yes, well, that's the nice phrase that he used. In uh, yeah. some phrases that he referred to Prime Minister Netanyahu uh, and, and his decision-making process to finish his fight. Now, just remember, keep that in mind. Pres- uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu has to finish this fight. It was on his watch that this took place. So he is beholding not to the United States, although there are plenty of financial reasons and, you know, numbers, when you look at the numbers of the United States, the greatest power on the earth, so to speak, uh, having them as your friends, you, you tend to want to listen to them when they tell you what's going on. But Prime Minister Netanyahu has to finish this fight. And the phrase that President Biden used on him, calling him a certain name, um, I wouldn't even, you know, this is the kind of stuff that that people that are vile use that language mm-hmm. in referring to someone else. And I understand, you know, you're in a political year, you're fighting for your life as far as staying alive politically, becoming relevant or becoming irrelevant. You know, like that's uh, President Biden is, uh, as you said, I've been surprised at some of his backing of the Jewish people. Uh, I think in this, his history as a politician, you can see his up and down as far as supporting the Jewish people when it, when it when it was the favorable thing to do, but when political reasons he had to go against them, I think he's feeling in, a, in an election year, he's feeling that uh, he needs to stop this process, he's feeling the pressure from 
Democrats and the Islamic um, influence in the United States, which, by the way, is growing. Uh, there's nothing we can do to stop it. I, I'm sure that you've had many yes. men on yes. that you have talked to about the growth of Islam, not only in our communities, but in, polit- in, in politics, yep. in the White House, in, in uh, the Capitol building, in both uh, ha- uh, uh, houses. So you're starting to see this influence itself in, on our campuses uh, with the young people, the whole thing with Princeton and all the schools that have come out as anti-Semitic. So, yes, when you, again, you go back to, you consider the source, um, his, his, what he is being and, w- and whether he is cognitive of the fact that, of the decisions he's making or he's not, whether he's, uh, he's wishy-washy in his mind-making process, He's got to be very careful and tread lightly in this situation. Friends, um, also, we know that there has been uh, talk. I'm going to play a clip in our next segment that came from President Biden. But, uh, Brother Jimmy, there are uh, discussions of a truce of some sorts, perhaps lasting for a number of weeks. What information do we know about a proposed truce? Well, I mean, I've, first of all, Israel doesn't want a truce. Um, they don't want to give, and this is what... Or a ceasefire, to- yeah. Uh, or, or a ceasefire. They don't want that because what you do is you give Hamas a chance to rebuild. Uh, they've got them on the run right now. We're looking at they're going into the last bastion, the last neighborhood that they need to clear, and that's Rafa. That's the the big area. That's where they mm-hmm. feel like all the leadership of of, of of Hamas is still underground, hiding like dogs. You know, they're they're just they're putting people in front of they're hiding and running and trying to stay alive in this area. You give them a chance to take a breath and to stop running and, you know, to, to start to rebuild their process. That's, that's all they want the truth for. Um, and it's a, it's a hard decision, you know, and you still have almost 130 hostages still being held in these tunnels. You have the pressure of the families I know if my daughter or my son were in that situation, I would be pressuring, like, what are we doing to get them out? Yes, sign a peace deal so I can get my child out. But you've got to keep, as a, as a politician, as a leader, you have to keep everything else in mind, the, the safety of the rest of the country. It's a very tough position that uh, Israel is being put in right now. Yeah, and they are. And and then they're getting pressure from the Biden administration. I mean, he just told Israel's prime minister in a call this past Sunday that his military operation should not proceed in the Gaza Strip without a credible plan. I mean, t- telling about Israel, how they need to have a credible plan, I, I thought that was kind of funny in itself. Yes. Uh, and, uh, Secretary of State Blinken has been over there talking about the dehumanization process of mm-hmm. what took place on October 7th and asking Israel to don't follow, uh, fall in that same, you know, pattern. But you, this is, when, when you keep these things in mind around the world, we're not dealing with civilized civilizations that are fighting a civilized battle. This is, this is one that has never been really fought before like this. Dr. Jimmy DeYoung, Jr. with us here today on Crosstalk. Uh, their website, prophecytoday.com. You'll find a number of uh, current news stories and issues. They're following this day by day. And uh, also, uh, you'll find a number of uh, uh, releases and videos and information that they have put out through their ministry as well. Prophecytoday.com. Back in one minute on Crosstalk. Israel. It's only about the size of New Jersey. Yet it makes headlines all over the world. Throughout history, many attempts have been made to annihilate the Jews. Threats continue today to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. Yet none of these attempts have ever succeeded. In the book, Miracle of Israel, authors Gary Frazier and Jim Fletcher present the shocking, untold story of God's love for His people. The authors take you back to Israel past, focusing on God's promise to Abraham the entry into the promised land, and the message of the prophets. You'll read of Israel present, with events leading up to and including Israel becoming a nation. And you'll read of Israel's future, the Gog and Magog War, the Great Tribulation, and the Millennial Kingdom. Miracle of Israel is available for a donation of $17 or more when you call 1-800-729-9829. 
Dr. Jimmy DeYoung Jr. with us here today from prophecytoday.com. Just before we continue on with this update on the Israel uh, Israel's war against Hamas, uh, Dr. DeYoung, just give us a word about your ministry, if you would. Yes, uh, Jim, we're still continuing on the ministry that my father started, and uh, what a blessing it has been. And uh, the radio programs, uh, our weekend radio program, prophecytoday.com is our website. And uh, it's, uh, we try to keep updated on the latest top stories, news stories that relate to, and uh, again, the banner over our website, examining current events in the light of God's prophetic word. And uh, so we're not, and that's really what helps us as believers to, uh, to kind of put the blinders on and to focus on the things that are important. And I think that's uh, when, it, when it's laid out in Scripture so that we understand the urgency of the hour in which we live as believers. We have a role to do. We have responsibilities as followers of Jesus Christ, as believers, those of us that are Christians, part of the body of Christ. We have things that we need to do that we need to be focused on to finish that race. And uh, so we focus on those things. There are other ministries that help you to live your life. But understanding when one-third of God's Word covers, you know, future events, if it was that important to God, how much more important should it be to us? So we just try to help folks. We don't chase rabbits. We're not uh, sensationalizing Bible prophecy. These are nations that we're focusing on that are listed in God's Word. And so that's what we try to do. And we're just trying to, with, through conferences, uh, at some point we hope to go back to support the people of Israel after this battle is completed, and uh, we do that also. But it's, uh, it's a great privilege and an honor that uh, we have been you know, given this task that my father started. And when you mentioned supporting the people of Israel, you're talking about taking tours over to Israel, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Exactly. Exactly right. We go there. Um, there's a threefold purpose for those trips. It's to look at Israel past, present, and future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by doing that, by going to the land of Israel, uh, showing your love for the Jewish people, and realizing that, you know, right now, the way for these people, the nation of Israel, to get to heaven, they must believe in Jesus Christ. When Jesus said in John fourteen six, I am the way, the truth, and the life, there's no way to the Father except through me. So we try to do that and show that, teach those that want to go there to see God's plan, uh, from the past, the present, and the future, and then support by staying in hotels and, and eating in the restaurants and, and being in the land, you're helping support the nation of Israel and show your love for them. Dr. Jimmy DeYoung, Jr., again, that's prophecytoday.com. Uh, Dr. DeYoung, this past Monday, President Biden held a press conference right alongside uh, Jordan's King Abdullah II, and I'd like to hear a statement from that and then get your response to it. Uh, this will take us, ladies and gentlemen, back to this past Monday. The past four months, as the war has raged, the Palestinian people have also suffered unimaginable pain and loss. Too many Too many of the over 27,000 Palestinians killed in this conflict have been innocent civilians and children, including thousands of children. And hundreds of thousands have no access to food, water, or other basic services. Many families have lost not just one, but many relatives and cannot mourn for them, even bury them, because they're not safe to do so. It's heartbreaking. Every innocent life in Gaza is a tragedy, just as every innocent life lost in Israel is a tragedy as well. We pray for those lives taken, both Israeli and Palestinian, and for the grieving families left behind. Not only do we pray for peace, we're actively working for peace, security, and dignity for both the Palestinian people and the Israeli people. And I'm working on this day and night with the king and others in the region, to find the means to bring all these hostages home, to ease the humanitarian crisis, and to end the terror threat, and to bring peace to Gaza and Israel, enduring peace with the two-state solution for two peoples. As the king and I discussed today, the United States is working on a hostage deal between Israel and Hamas, which would bring an immediate and sustained period of calm to Gaza for at least six weeks, 
which we could then take the time to build something more enduring. Dr. Yang, your response there. <laughs> There's a lot yeah, to Yeah, where do I start? I was trying to make the notes, uh, but uh, so let me just r- talk about a few things. Number one, I think his numbers, when you look at the numbers, 27,000 um, Gazans have lost their lives. Uh, I, who's keeping that track? And we, we know that we can't trust the hospitals or the United Nations who was giving those numbers. These are propaganda numbers, okay? So I, I can't verify. I don't think anybody can really verify the number of people. Now, I know that there is collateral damage. Israel has made a huge effort to try to get people out of that area. When you talk about the food supplies, we have all seen, and Israel's tried to make it very plain, when, uh, when you know, humanitarian um, uh, food supplies and medical supplies get there, they're hijacked immediately by Hamas and taken so that they control the food that's given out. It's a, it, it's a mafia mentality. It's a terrorist mentality. So, you know, Israel has allowed these trucks to go in. They verify that it is food. And as soon as they get past a certain point, they're hijacked by the terrorists. Uh, no state wants them. So, it's interesting that he's carrying on this conversation with King Abdullah. Um, when, um, you know, Jordan, by all rights, is a Palestinian state. Uh, that's, what, that's their state. But yet Jordan doesn't want these refugees from Gaza. Egypt doesn't. There's not one Arab country that has said, we will take all these Palestinians that are in Gaza. We will take them in our state, and we'll provide a place for them to live. Right? So... Um, Those are some of the immediate things right off the top. Mm -hmm. Pray for peace. The only time, yes, we can all pray for peace. We pray for peace, and by the way that we do that is looking for the return of Jesus Christ, because that's the only time that there's going to be true peace in that region. Now, there's going to be a false peace in the future. That's the time of Jacob's trouble. That's the seven-year tribulation period. The Antichrist, a man that will be a false peacemaker, will come on the scene. There are already three peace treaties on the table. The Camp David Accord, the Oslo Accords, and the one that was signed with Jordan, that peace treaty in the Arvad Desert with King Abdullah's father, King Hussein, and the leaders of Israel, Yitzhak Rabin, and President Bill Clinton. That peace treaty has already been signed. So, yes, any of these people, they should put feet to what they're saying. Uh, when they talk about these events and who's not doing this and who's not doing what, a two-state solution, Israel has always come to the table and said, yes, we are, we'll give you a two-state solution. But first of all, that second state, the Arab state, must recognize the fact that Israel has a right to exist as a sovereign nation, and they have never done that. Mm-hmm. They declined to do that. So until that moment comes, until you find an Arab leader, that will come in and say, and I guarantee you, the moment that they, when you look at Anwar Sadat, right, you remember that, after the Camp David Accords, who Mm -hmm. was assassinated by the Muslim world? Anwar Sadat. He was assassinated because he agreed to recognize Israel as a sovereign nation. So um, there's a lot to un. Unfold yeah. and that and that statement by President Biden. Friends, uh, we're opening our phone lines to crosstalk here today. Your questions or brief comments are number 800-733-9829. That's 1-800-733-9829. Uh, Brother DeYoung, as, as you mentioned uh, earlier in our interview, you talked about Rafa being the, the center of attention right now, and uh, this comes really with another attack on Israel, but this time by a prosecutor of the International Criminal Court, uh, Kareem Khan, saying, quote, his office may be pushed to take action against Israel. Why? Well, calling uh, Israel's bombardment and potential entry of Israeli troops into Rafa in Gaza. Uh, so we got the ICC uh, also monitoring Israel, criticizing Israel for for taking this step to root out Hamas, who's trying to wipe Israel off the face of the earth? Yes. Uh, you know, when you look at they they tried that process with the ICJ, the International Court of Justice, uh, which basically Israel got their hand slapped for what they're doing, but they basically said, continue on. Um, the world recognizes Hamas as a proxy of Iran. It's a terrorist organization. This is just uh, when you when you talk about getting lawyers. 
nobody in Israel is going to pay any attention to this. Uh, it's just people trying to get political um, to get political movement off of this, trying to to rile up those people. And it's interesting when you look at demonstrations around the world for Hamas. Uh, those people that are demonstrating for the terrorists, uh, those people would not survive one moment in those uh, societies of terrorism because terrorists are anti-LBGTQ. Uh, they would, they're killed in those areas by the Muslims. Uh, so when you look at all these people, it's just trying to develop a world opinion against Israel, anti-Semitic. Yeah. Well, friends, let's go to the phone lines. Again, our number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. We have Tony calling from Nielsville, Wisconsin. Tony, you're on the air. Hi, Jim. Thank you for the young lady letting me through. I have a couple of comments I'd like to make. First off, Joe Biden has never been the president. He has been irrelevant since okay, January let, let, let's, 21st. Let's, Tony, I'm going to interrupt you, Tony. Let's stay with the issue today of Israel, please, okay? You're coming All on right. Israel. It's too bad that he don't feel the same way about unborn babies as he does the Muslims okay. in Israel. And I have one more comment um, in regards to this. In 1986, the, when Chevrolet used the Bob Seger song about like a rock, well, Joe Biden is like a rock. Okay, t- tell you what, we're going to stay with Israel. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I- I love your passion, Tony, and, uh, you know, um, and I understand people uh, get very passionate about this. Let's keep in mind, you know, God uses world leaders to accomplish his will. That's Revelation seventeen ten. So when God uses world leaders, we always pray that, you know, God's going to put the right man in office. We don't know the mind of God. If he is using world leaders to accomplish his will, we need to be mindful of that fact, and everybody that is in office or in that position, they need to understand that, you know, this is what God has allowed to happen. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, for sure, we're keeping the mind and hearts of uh, uh, those that uh, are unborn and that are aborted. Uh, It happens all over the world. We're going to get next to Andy in New Mexico. Andy, you're on the air. Uh, Yes, uh, thank you, Jim, and thank you, uh, Brother Jimmy DeYoung, yeah, for such a time as this, guys, you know, we're right on target in prophetic wise. You know, Israel, uh, it's, it's going to be a target and Israeli people are going to be a target. And, you know, uh, it just has to happen, you know, regardless. But what we can do is pray about it and pray and pray and pray. And that's all we can do for such a time as this, guys. We're living it. We're right in prophecy. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for the call. Any comment there? Yes, Andy, I agree with you so much. And, uh, you know, um, this is a wake-up call. We And I'm sure, Jim, you've either talked to the guys at Friends of Israel, or maybe even yes. you talked to Minnow Callis here at one point in time. But Minnow said, you know, maybe God allowed this to happen to wake up the Jewish people, mm-hmm. not to just uh, to go back to Judaism, because we know that Judaism at this point, the first prayer that God hears of a Jewish person is, Lord, save me. Amen. Amen. All of this is for us to be prepared to live in these days. A quick break here, and we'll come back to more of your phone calls. You're listening to Crosstalk coming your way from the VCY American Network. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Well, the world has been forced to face the reality of what we've been talking about for several months and some people for years, and that is that UNRWA, the UN organization in the Gaza, is a terrorist organization. That's what many of us believe, and indeed, we have found their supplementary curriculum to encourage the hatred of the Jews, genocide, jihad. And now we find that there was reportedly right underneath that UN building of UNRWA a big data server for Hamas, and they found weapons. Well, that doesn't come as a shock to us because shortly after the October 7th murder of 1,200 Jews, we reported that some of the terrorists, they were rejoicing about what they did. They were said to be graduates of this UN school where they were taught this ideology. It's time for Americans to understand the United Nations is an organization against Christians and Jews and liberty and freedom. 
friends, if you haven't checked out prophecytoday.com, certainly would like to uh, encourage you to go there and visit, learn more about the ministry that Brother DeYoung has, and uh, picking up, uh, you know, where his father left off. Uh, his dad, uh, Dr. Jimmy DeYoung, now with the Lord, enjoying the presence of the Lord here at this time. And meanwhile, we occupy till he comes, and uh, that's what we're doing here today. We're going back, back to the phone lines. Uh, Samuel is calling from Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Samuel, you're on the air. Maranatha, Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Gentlemen, Amen. I saw the president and the king speaking yesterday, and, and the king mentioned uh, they have to end the 70-year illegal occupation. What was that? Well, uh now, this is Belfort, the Balfour Declaration was in 1917. This was voted on, and Britain gave uh, control to the Jewish people a place to have a state. And this was given to them. This was the land that was given to them. At one point, they wanted them to, to give them the area of Rwanda. Israel said, no, we understand what the Bible says. The borders of the land of Israel is this area. This is our homeland. Um, Interestingly enough, for the king to say that, the king's land was given Jordan, which was known as Transjordan, was given in that same proclamation, and the Hashemite kingdom of, uh, of Jordan today, those Hashemites are from Saudi Arabia. Hmm. So they brought in <laughs> the Hashemite kingdom with King Hussein, his father, his grandfather, so they brought all those men in to govern over the state of what would be Palestine today or the Palestinian state of Jordan. So, yes, uh, they don't want to go too far down that road of history. Hmm. Thank you, Samuel. We're going to Mark next. Monroe, you're on the air, Mark. Yeah, um, being in the, that it's Valentine's Day, I don't think there's a whole lot of uh, love lost between the world and uh, Israel. Hmm. Yeah. My, my comment is based on uh, Genesis uh, 12.3, I think mm-hmm. the U.S. is barely hanging on by a thread with its support for Israel as far as having any favor at this point in time with uh, with the Lord, uh, based on everything else that's going on and the upcoming Great Tribulation and the rapture and so on. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I think it's amusing that uh, Biden would offer uh, Netanyahu any advice pertaining to uh handling, uh, you know, his military uh, situation. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I, I want to remind you of this. Daniel chapter 9 talks about the 70 weeks of Daniel. The 70th week of Daniel, the 70 weeks of Daniel is to establish a holy place in the city of Jerusalem. That will happen when Jesus Christ comes back to the earth. To end the iniquity, to end unrighteousness of the Jewish people and their rebellion against God. So in the future, and we talk about Israel being saved, Israel will be saved in the future. They're still going to go through a troublesome time. Zechariah chapter 13 talks about two-thirds of the Jewish people will be wiped out in the future by this man of peace, the Antichrist. So when we look at it, what's the best way that we can bless the Jewish people today? Yes, we can help, we can give them money, we can do those kind of things, but the best way to bless a Jewish person is to tell them about their Messiah, Hmm. That they that they know very well. Uh, tell them about the Messiah Jesus Christ Amen. and His return to the earth. Amen. Thank you, Mark. Uh, we have another Mark. This one from Olney, Illinois. You're on the air, Mark. Hello, Mark. You're on the air. Okay. Let's go ahead and try then Bruce, who is calling from uh, South Dakota. Hi, Bruce from Huron, South Dakota. Yeah, this, this is Bruce. First off, thank you for your show. And uh, I just wanted to mention, earlier you talked a little bit about the U.N. stuff. We know that they were involved in the initial attack somewhat. Mm-hmm. Now we got the base under their headquarters, and we need to have our people call our congressmen and get the U.N. out of the United States. Mm-hmm. We're funding all the aliens coming in also. Yeah, yeah. another topic, in the end, uh, you, but you're right. Uh, and and I, the, the, the U.N. has not done any favors to the United, the United States, has it, Brother Jimmy? No, they sure haven't. And again, if we were to pull out our funding of it, it would be non-existent. Yeah. And uh, that's what President Trump tried to do. He wanted to do that. That was one of his plans. Again, I don't think the United Nations is necessary, but... 
it certainly is. Uh, you see the people that are very much involved with it, the Clintons, uh, the Carters. Uh, you, you see people that are using it and propping it up uh, to accomplish their program, what they think that they want to do. And now we're switching from the United Nations to the World Economic Forum, which is a whole other topic. And we saw President Trump pull money from UNRWA, and that was immediately restored when the Biden regime came in. It sure was. And, uh, you know, they they cried about that, but uh, that was, uh, you know, the tunnels slowed down. And I'm sure the tunnels have been being built since 2009. And uh, all those monies that went in and which went into the pockets, when you look at Yasser Arafat was one of the five richest men in the world because he took these monies from nations and from the United Nations and put them in his own pocket. And none of that money was going to these people on these refugee camps. Uh, we're down to just less than 90 seconds, and I'll put you to the test here to make a comment, uh, Brother DeYoung, on what's uh, coming down from the north as well, because we know that there is threat coming from the north, rocket fire in northern Israel. One was just recently killed uh, in this situation, and uh, this is another great threat facing Israel. Yes, when you look at the Hezbollah, which is uh, headquartered, uh, well, basically in Lebanon and Beirut and that area, um, they're, they're, they're testing the waters. And somebody asked me the other day on another program, Jim, you know, what do I think about Israel's response? I think it has to be very heavy-handed to keep Hezbollah at bay. Otherwise, you're going to have an attack from the north. You're going to have a, the attack that uh, Israel is dealing with now in the south. And you've got a third aspect of the attack with, from within those Arab cities that are in Israel. And uh, that Janine and those areas of the bastions of of uh, Hamas and Muslim fighters that are there, uh, yes, and that's in the area of Judea and Samaria where the settlers live. And I do want to to bring. We're living in the times of the Gentiles when the Gentile world controls the Jewish people in the city of Jerusalem. And the Lord spoke about that in Luke twenty one. The times of the Gentiles are going to go until the Lord returns to the earth. So let's pray for that peace, and let's look for the rapture of the church, which takes place seven years before the Lord returns to the earth. Amen. Amen. Dr. Jimmy DeYoung, Jr., our guest today, and thank you, Brother DeYoung, for for joining us on the broadcast. Thank you, Jim, for allowing me to be with you this week. And friends, continue to remember to uh, look up for your redemption draws nigh. Let's stay active. We're active to be salt. We're active uh, agent as light. Let's spread the good news of the gospel for such a time as this. ProphecyDToday.com is the site. Thanks for joining us on Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.